Blog Talk Radio. Building the nation with the word of the Lord. Teaching the people the love of God. Kingdom.
what this is all about this week. Welcome to Hooked Up in the Spirit Realm 2014, Day 2. Hallelujah. It's January the 2nd of 2014, a new year, and God has blessed us and graced us to see the second day of this year. There are people that entered into this new year on yesterday and aren't here today. So we give God the praise. We give him the glory. We give him the honor that he has seen fit to bless us with another day. Hallelujah. I'm your host, Elder Coilette James. I am so pumped and excited about the things of God that are transforming and just, just transforming and transcending and doing all the things that God has called them to do in our lives. You know that God is the author and the finisher, not only of your faith, but of your life. Your life began in his mindset. Your life began when he looked down and said, you know, I have a need and I am going to choose you to meet that need. And he breathed you forth as you came into the earth realm legally through a man and a woman, but it was God that breathed you forth. It was God that thought you up and manifested your life. So what an awesome thing to know and to hold on to and to cling to the things of God, to know that without a shadow of a doubt, our God is real. Our God is walking with us step by step, day by day. Our God is manifesting himself more and more in our lives on a daily basis. What an awesome thing to know that you have been handpicked, set apart, set aside, hallelujah, for the master's use. Ah, glory. We are vessels of honor, not of dishonor. We are vessels of honor that he has handpicked, and, and he is steadily polishing us up and getting the tarnish and the rust off of us because some of us, is, we've been sitting on a shelf for a long time. But God is saying, no, now it is time to put you on display for the whole world to see, for the world to see his manifestation in and through your life. Hallelujah. What an awesome thing. Think about it. Just, just wrap your love and your mind around it. I, and I say wrap your love because as you wrap yourself around the thoughts of God, you're wrapping yourself around him. So you wrap your love around it because he is your focal point of your love, or he should be. <laughs> Amen. We're going to talk about that in a few minutes. Um, I just want to, again, welcome you. And for those of you that have joined us this year, and this may be your first year, welcome to Hooked Up in the Spirit Realm. This is something that God has blessed us to do every year since 2005. And we come together for a time of prayer and fasting for the first seven days of the, of the new year. And our purpose for that is to set the tone for the new year, to set the tone for our lives in the presence of God, to know that, hallelujah, we are not nothing without him. We can do nothing apart from him, from him that matters at all. Can, can you do your own thing? Yes, you can do your own thing. Can you make your own decisions and decide to do what you want to do? Yes, you can, because God has given you the ability to do that. However, if you want your life to be a living legacy, if you want, hallelujah, that that you do to hold weight in this earth realm, then you can't do it apart from him. You cannot do it apart from him. Only what you do in Christ will last. Only what you allow God to work in and through you will make a difference. That is the legacy that we leave behind, is the life that we live. 
you know, we, we all want, would love to amass fortunes and leave that to our seeds and our seed seeds, et cetera, et cetera. And that's a good thing. I'm not coming against that. But please know that I don't care how much money you leave them. If you don't leave them a legacy of integrity, if you don't leave them a legacy of character, if you don't leave them a legacy of a relationship in God, then what you've left is for naught because they're going to go right through it. It's not going to have any meaning to them. They're not going to appreciate it, and somebody else will come in and just take it from them. So it's all about what we do in Christ. It's all about what life we live to his glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, that is my segue (laughs) into our topic for today. We know that... um, The whole purpose of this year's Hooked Up is to focus on becoming worship. That was what God gave us to to focus on on these seven days, is becoming worship. I have loaded up the prayer calendar um, on my site at www.coiletjames.org. That's C-O-Y-J-A-M-E-S dot O-R-G. Um, if you want to access it that way, it's also loaded on Facebook as a note, so you can access it from there as well. Um, God has given us a, a, a different way to go this year, as I said yesterday. Normally, I do the, the prayer calendar for the entire week um, prior to the week, and, and God has been faithful. As the Holy Spirit has led, he has been very, very faithful. But this year, he has given it to me to download on a daily basis, so we're doing it that way. So, again, we are on day two. Our scripture for today is Romans, the 12th chapter, the first verse, and it's all about being a living sacrifice. It says in the English Standard Version, it says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. I know that the King James says it is your reasonable service. So our worship is service unto God. Our giving of ourselves as a living sacrifice is our worship unto God. And we want to talk today about not just being, not just worshiping, but to become worship. I want to share um, something that God shared with me last year. I was out and just just walking and fellowshipping with the God with with the God which God with God and having you know I, I don't know about you but for me I, I have complete conversations with the Lord I just go out and it's just He and I and and I share I share my heart and He He conversates it, it, it's an awesome thing it, it, it really is it's not um, like woo woo spooky or whatever it's just. You know, he's my father, and I should be able to go to him. I should be able to share with him. And we have a relationship. So it's not about just prayer time of saying, gimme, 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 I need, I need, I need. It's about fellowship. When you're in love with someone, when you have a relationship with someone, you have fellowship. You you have quiet time with them. You have communication time with them. You have just reflective time with them. And it's the same way with our relationship with God. So if you're not having those times with him, I encourage you to do so. And again, you know, people may look and, you know, and I've heard that I've been called, oh, I'm just too spooky spiritual or whatever. But I don't see it that way. I just see me loving on my father and my father loving on me you know, and, and getting clear direction for life, which what is what is what it's all about. He is the author and the finisher of my life. So my direction in life should come from him. So anyway, back to, to what I was saying. Um, I was just walking along the waterfront. This is something about me and water. I just absolutely love water, and I was fellowshipping with the Lord. And he spoke something very profound in, in my spirit, and it, it has resonated with me ever since. He told me to guard my anointing with my life. And I was like, okay, guard my anointing with my life. And as 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 he began to explain, he explained 
that the very life that I live, the very life that I live will have a direct impact on my anointing. And I was like, okay, I got it. So that you know, if we're if we're living a life that's not pleasing before God, that's going to hinder and hamper the anointing of God on our lives. Likewise, if we're living a life where we we um, surrendered all to Him, we we've, we've yielded ourselves to Him, that's going to increase the anointing on your life. Why? Because it's God that gives the anointing; it's Him that gives the increase for your life. So, if you want to walk in the abundance of the things of God, then you have to give of yourself to God. You've got to empty yourself out. As my pastor would say, you have to unlearn what you think you know to learn what is known of God. You've got to empty yourself out. You know, there are, there's a way that seemeth right unto man, but the end thereof is destruction. Most of the time, what we think is right, nine times out of ten, does not align itself with what's God. There are things that can be right, things that would be for the normal person would be cool to do. But if you have surrendered your life to God and you're saying, Lord, I am yours, I'm your servant, then you don't just want to do what's right. You want to do what's God. You want to do what God has called you to. Think about this. You can be in the same situation with similar circumstances going on in your life as someone else, and you guys may be discussing it, but your your um, marching orders or the the strategy that God will give you for that situation can be completely different in the midst of both of you. And it's, again, similar situations, similar circumstances, but God will give completely different strategies in the midst of it. Why? Because he's working different things in each of our lives. So what may seem right may not be what God has said for you. And that's why it's so important that we continually empty ourselves out before him. We continually go before him to get counsel. We continually keep our ears attentive and in tune with what thus saith the Lord. Now, we study his word, and his word is our guidebook. And that's very important. His word teaches us of him. His word also can plot out a course for us. The the word of God said that his word is like a lamp unto our feet. It lights our pathway. So his word is monumental in our life. But you also need to hear from him. You also need to have specifics about a situation. So as good as studying his word is, and please do, okay, that's vitally important, you still have to get before him. There still has to be that quiet time in your life when you're inviting him in to give you counsel, when you're inviting him in to give you direction, when you're inviting him in to heighten your spirit of discernment so that you can see afar off and so that you can see up close. We are in the spirit realm, some of us nearsighted and some of us farsighted. Some of us can't see what's right in front of our face, and some of us can't see what's in the far distance. So we need conversation with God. We need counsel with God on a daily basis so that he can put in order our lives. When you rise in the morning, it needs to be the first thing and the first thought on your mind is to get into the presence of God. You should open your mouth with it for the new day. Now, Father, what does this day hold? Father, what, what is my assignment for today? See, we so often, we go through life and we just we, we get up in the morning, we get dressed, we get the kids off to of school, whatever, we go to work, we come home, we cook dinner, you know, we eat, what have you, we get the kids ready for bed, and we go to bed. And that's the existence of our lives. And we never take time during the course of the day to consult God. God, what is my assignment for today? You see, you'll find that your assignment, although being a parent, being a mother, being a father, being a provider is a good assignment, but that's not your only assignment in life. Your life has been called to touch the lives of others, and you cannot fulfill the call and the assignment on your life until you line it and align yourself with the will of God for your life. Vitally important. Vitally important. So we can't become worship until we develop our relationship with God. 
Now, I don't know about you. I'm going to tell on myself, okay, I have been in relationships in the past, and I have made the statement, you know what, I love you, but I am not in love with you. In other words, I love you, we cool, but this ain't going anywhere, <laughs> okay? Or how often have you heard or you've said to somebody, I love you with the love of Christ. In other words, I can love you from a distance because God told me I got to love you, but I don't, I don't need to associate with you. I don't have to get close to you. I don't need to fellowship. I don't need to get to know you. We've all walked in that, I believe. I, 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 let me, again, let me, let me just tell on me. I've walked in that. I, I, you know, you guys may not. Maybe, you know, you, your, your love walk has been all that it needs to be at all times. Mine has not, okay? Mine has not. But nevertheless, even in the midst of all that I've endured and I've walked through, God has proven himself to be faithful unto me. He's proven himself to love me unconditionally. So what I'm saying is God doesn't just want your lip service of saying that I love you. He doesn't just want your, your, your thought of um, I'm going to reach out from a distance and, and, and say all the right things. I know church. I know the, the right vernacular to say to make it appear that I'm walking with God. I, I, I know how to say hallelujah. I know how to say amen. He wants to go beyond that. He wants you to know him. He wants you to know his heart, and he wants you to give your heart to him. He doesn't want you to just say, I love you. He wants you to love him, to fall in love with him. That is his desire. And most of us have not wrapped ourselves around that fact because we're too busy doing religion. We have not aligned ourselves with the thought that Christ did not come to start a new religion. Christ came to reconcile us in our relationship with our Father. So once we can get past the religiosity of what's going on in the church house and get to the place of relationship, then we can open up our heart to God. Then we can truly invite him in to be our Lord, to be our master, to be our provider, to be all that we need, to be our healer, to be everything. There are so many different characteristics of God. Find them in the names of God. And we sometimes limit him because we don't take the time to investigate him, to get to know him. He, he hides himself not from us but for us. You see, when you seek after, he said, everyone that seeks him will find him. He wants us to seek after him, to long after him. Think about it. If you have a spouse, when you fell in love with that spouse, there was a yearning and a longing within yourself to be with him or her. That's what God wants to have with us. See, because he already has that yearning to be with us. But it's up to us to take the time to fall in love with him so that that yearning can be developed within us. As we fall deeper and deeper in him and that yearning becomes stronger and stronger for the things of God, for the ways of God, for the love of God, then we can transcend from this limit limited earth realm into being kingdom citizens, we can transcend into the things that God has for us. As long as we're just walking around with our little finite mind embracing the things of this world and thinking that that's what it's all about, we are missing out on so many of the blessings that God has in store for us. So as we begin this new year, as we focus in on the things of God, on becoming worship unto God, as we set our minds and our hearts to being what God, what and who God called us to be, we will set the tone for this year. We will go to a whole other dimension in our relationship with God. And that's our desire. Our desire is to reach deeper within us and soar higher in him than we've ever done before. Ah, yes, yes, yes. We want to learn to become worship, not just to say we worship. We want to become who God called us to be. Amen.
Ah, he is an awesome, awesome God. He is an awesome, 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 awesome God. And we want to take full advantage of everything, everything that he has in store for us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We listen to I give myself away at the at the beginning of the broadcast. Hallelujah. And that's what it's all about. It's about us giving ourselves away unto him. So I'm going to take a little musical break right now, and we're going to deal with shifting the atmosphere. We're going to shift from just speaking worship so we want to get it in our mindset to become worship. And when I come back, then we'll delve into this a little bit more. God bless. Hallelujah. It's 
Your worship has power. Whenever things don't feel like you think they should, don't get mad. Don't cuss nobody out. Don't hang up the phone. Worship. If you could just get you out of the way enough to lift your hands and say, God, I need you right here. You'll be shifting the atmosphere. Cry myself to sleep. Don't know where my son is. He's, he's been gone for three days. I may call the police. Yeah. But before I do, I'm going to lift my hands. Because mm. yeah. in my worship, they'll find him alive and well. Hallelujah. And you'll be shifting the atmosphere. Pain in my body. I, doctors don't know what it is. They tell me just take this medication and that gives me another problem. And they say they take this that and that gives me another problem. But the next time I go to the doctor, before I walk in the room, I lift my hands. And I'll be shifting the atmosphere. Yes, 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 yes. For breakthrough and healing, I worship is shifting. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Ah, Rosette Rabababa Shandaria Soto. I feel the shift. I feel the shift in the atmosphere. Ah, yes, we are shifting from doing worship to being worship. Hallelujah. I thank and praise God for that shifting, for that shifting. Think about this, hallelujah. Uh, in a, a love affair, a one-sided love affair is very painful for the one that's giving all the love and receiving nothing in return. And that's how it's been with God for most of your life. He has continually given his life to you and his love to you, but received nothing back. It is time now for us to give back. And let's just kind of delve into the difference in being something and doing something. Amen? Now, I, I, I'm, I, I don't want you to misunderstand me. Giving worship, worshiping is a good thing. I'm not saying it's not. But I want us to get beyond just the lifting up of our hands and our singing of our songs. To be, be is a verb. Both do and be are both verbs. But be is used to indicate the identity of a person or thing. It's used to describe the qualities of a person or a thing. And it's used to indicate the condition of a person or a thing. On the other hand, to do, which is also a verb, is to perform or execute. And when we break down the word perform, it is to do an action or activity that usually requires training or skill. It's to entertain an audience by singing, acting, or etc. There is a distinct difference in being something and doing something. In becoming worship, we are identified with the one in whom we are giving worship to. We take on his characteristics and his qualities. Therefore, the very life that we're now living, we're living as a memorial to him. Remember Galatians 2 and 20, the life that I now live, I li let, me, let me just pull it up, because this was one of the first memory scriptures that I remember learning 20-some years ago, that I, the life that I now live was not my own, but it was his life living in, it through me. And hold on, let me pull it up. Because um, I don't want to misquote it. I want you, this is just something God just dropped in my spirit. I want you to fully hear what it is I'm saying to you. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Ah, Shanda Rosondo Stostosos. 
It says, Galatians 2 and 20, it says, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. 21 says, I do not frustrate the grace of God, for if righteousness come by the law, then Christ is dead in vain. So this is just saying to us that our life needs to be lived, or or the life that we live needs to be done so in Christ. We don't live for Christ, we live from Christ. We are connected to him. Remember, God is the husband man, Christ is the vine. We are those limbs that shoot off and we get our life um, virtue from the vine, from the deep roots of Christ in our lives. So as we're transcending, as we're going from just lifting our hands to give worship into becoming worship, we transcend into being that one that God has called, he has sanctified, he has set apart for his use. The word says that we were created to will and to do of his good pleasure. Too long have we been running around trying to do us. It's time to do Jesus. It's time to cross over. When we embrace his love, when we lose the thought and our thought pattern that's associated with the stinking thinking of this world, and we recognize ourselves as being kingdom citizens and all that that affords us, then there's no reason that we would walk in depression or downtrodden. Because guess what? Our, our king. Our Lord, our master, has already made a way for us out of nowhere. He's already gone before us and made the crooked way straight. He has already placed before us blessings and life. He's already done that. And it's about embracing that. We're going to pray in a few minutes, and we're going to curse all the different things that we've embraced in our past so that we can move on to our future. We're not going to allow what transpired in 2013 to come across into this new year with us. We refuse to continue in lack and in poverty. We refuse to continue in sickness and disbelief and doubt because our God is greater than that. Our God has better than that for us. And here's, here's one of the secrets in going forth in God is not getting caught up in the superficial things of this world. Remember his word in Matthew 6? First, seek ye the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then all these things will be added unto us. We are so busy seeking the things that we have lost the thing giver but one that provides. I I, I promise you, I may not have ever, have always had everything that I desired, but I promise you, I have not gone lacking. I've not had to sleep outside. I may not have had steak every day, but I have not gone hungry. I may not live in a palatial place, but I have a roof over my head that doesn't leak. I thank and praise God. Been there with a roof that leaks. But even in the midst of that, he kept, he sustained. See, when we finally stop looking and concentrating on what the world says is important and we get to the place of God, then we learn, as Paul did, to be content in all things. And once we master our contentment, then God can trust us with more. See, we miss it. We miss it. Oh, we, 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 we're striving for the things instead of walking in his peace and saying, Lord, I thank you. I know it gets weary sometimes, I, I, especially if you're walking through illness with yourself or your spouse or whoever. It gets weary. But I'm here to encourage you today that in your weariness, give it to God. Daddy, your word says. You would not put more on me than I can bear. So if this weight is too heavy for me, what is it that I'm carrying that you didn't give me? What have I aligned myself with that is not of you? 
in the midst of sickness. God, you are my healer. You are my strength. Father, I'm trusting you. I'm trusting you. I will not let the weight of what I'm walking through destroy my worship of you, destroy who you have called me to be. I am determined. I am determined that my life will be a living, breathing testament to your goodness and your glory, God. I'm determined for that. So in that, I will not, <laughs> I will not take down. I will not weary in well-doing. I will not let others' thoughts of me or my relationship with you be a hindrance to me. See, sometimes, you know, we're so busy trying to please man, and man is saying, oh, you too spooky spiritual, and it's going to take all of that, and why are you fasting and praying, and why would you want to shut into a church for seven days? And That doesn't make sense. Oh, that's just a little too much. You done gone overboard. Something's really wrong with you, huh? No, 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 no. See, I know from which cometh my help, <laughs> okay? My help cometh from the Lord. Okay, all those that would have something to say about you are normally the ones that's not doing anything for you. So why are you so wrapped up, tied up, and caught up in what it is they have to say? Even when it comes to your family members, even when it comes to your family members, and sometimes it's those the closest ones, your spouses, your children, your parents, those that are the closest and deepest in your heart that hurt you the most because of your stand and your walk in God. But I encourage you today still, I'm going to become worship. I'm going to allow you, Lord God, to saturate me. God spoke something to me this morning, and it just really blessed me in early morning prayer. As I was walking and I was praying, he began to tell me that, and and I started, this is what happened. I started just because I I asked the Holy Spirit to pray with me and pray through me. I always want to pray prophetically, which means I want to pray God's will. I want to release his will in the atmosphere, not just for my life, but for those that I'm interceding for. And as I was walking, I heard the Spirit start saying to me, saturate me with your presence. Saturate me with your anointing. And I began to say that, Lord, saturate us, saturate us, saturate us with your presence, with your anointing. I want the overflow. And as I began to say that, he began to speak to me, and he said, if you allow me to penetrate your mind, if you allow me to penetrate your heart, if you allow me to penetrate your spirit, then I can saturate you with my presence. I was like, then, Lord, penetrate me. Penetrate my mind. Penetrate my heart. Penetrate my spirit, because I want to be saturated with you. I want you oozing out of every pore of my existence. I want to be like Christ that said, when you see me, you've seen the Father. We can ask for that. We can desire that. Because remember, Christ was the first of many brethren. He came to show us the way, to be our example. So often we think that we can't ask for the things that Christ did or who he was. That's incorrect. He was the first of many brethren. He came to show us the way. And remember, what he did, he didn't do for form nor fashion. He didn't do for show. He didn't do for notoriety. He did it because his father told him to do it. He said it because his father told him to say it. He came and he walked as an obedient child and servant unto the father. He was our example, and God is calling us to do the exact same thing, to walk in obedience, to be a living, breathing example of the things of Christ, of the things of God. You want to lay lay hands on the sick and see them recover? Let him penetrate your heart, your mind, and your spirit. You want to prophesy in his name and see it come to pass? Then let him penetrate your heart, your mind, and your spirit. Give him the preeminence in your life. And those things that you desire of him, he will manifest it in you and through you. 
I'm a living witness. He desires to give you these things. He desires to bless you to the overflow with his anointing. He desires to pour you out as a blessing to others. To be a blessing to others, a blessing first has to come through you. Allow yourself, avail yourself to him. Seek him like you have never sought him before in this year. Make this the manifested year of his manifestation in your life. Yesterday we went over declarations. I encourage you, speak them every day. For the sake of time, I'm not going back over them today, but they're on yesterday's prayer calendar. Speak them forth. I promise, as, as you see them, that's how God gave them to me. As I sat and I was putting together the calendar for yesterday, he began to feed me those declarations. Those are fresh from the throne room of God. Those are the things that God wants to manifest in and through our lives. So stand on that. Rehearse back to him what he has said over you. We talked about this yesterday as well. Prayer. The first law of mention, the first time prayer was mentioned in the Bible was David going unto God and rehearsing back to him what God had said about him. What Nathan the prophet had came and told David that God was going to do, when David, Nathan came and told David that you, God said you want to build me a house, but you won't build me a house, I'm going to build you a house. And that household was his lineage. And David went before God and gave back unto God what God had said over him. That was prayer. That's why it's so important to desire to pray prophetically. I want to hear you, Lord. I want to hear in the spirit realm what thus saith the Lord. I want to know that what I'm praying over and in and through somebody's life is from you. You know what we're <laughs> hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. So often we tell people we're going to come in agreement with them for their needs and their desires. It's good to walk in agreement, but in whose agreement are you walking in? Because, see, they may be desiring something that's not God's desire for them. So it's important as we pray and we come in agreement, there are certain things that you know is of God, and you can line yourself and decree and declare. I can stand flat-footed and not even think twice about decreeing and declaring the health over somebody, healing over somebody, direction over somebody. That is no issue because that's the things that God wants to do. He wants to heal. He wants to be your wonderful counselor. He wants to be that one that you come to in your time of need. So I can do that. But I'm mindful and I'm very careful when I'm coming in agreement what it is that I'm coming in agreement with. You may want to move to a certain such a place, and that's not in the will of God. So I don't want to come in agreement with what's not in his will. Or you may not want to go someplace, and he said, yeah, I need you in that place. I want to stay in agreement with what God is saying over your life. So it's important. It should be important to you as well to make sure that you've aligned yourself to hear intently what the voice of God is saying over and in the intercession. Do you not know that intercessors are, are supposed to be the closest to God's heart because we need to hear? We need to hear what's in his heart. We need to know what he's feeling and thinking. It's vitally important. If he's called you as a watchman on the wall, what are you watching for? What are you watching over? What alarm are you sounding? Are you clear in your assignments? All these things are vitally important, and all these things come with developing your relationship with God. And in developing your relationship with God, you become worship. You become that that you desire to give unto him. What an awesome thing that is. Oh, hallelujah. Wow, time sure went by fast, didn't it? Okay. I want to, I, 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 
invite you, please, 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 please um, pull down the prayer calendar for today um, and for yesterday as well, because I definitely want you to get the, the declarations that God spoke over our lives yesterday so you can attend to them. But um, I, I just feel in uh, need now and in, in the urgency in my spirit to pray. So this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to go over the prayer that I've included in the prayer calendar for today. I'm going to start with that. And then I'm just going to allow God to, to do what he will in prayer. Amen. Um, I also just wanted to make note, and I I have that on the prayer calendar, most of you that sent your request to me ask that they be held privately, and and I respect that wholeheartedly. I don't have any problem with that. So what I have done this year for the prayer calendar, instead of listing everyone's needs, I have listed everyone's name just to call the name out before God, but I will attend to your, your specific request. Um, in my private time, not on the broadcast. And, and so you'll see your name on the calendar, but you will not see your actual, your specific need. And even if you didn't request it to be private, um, that's just how God was leading me to do it this year. So amen. I, you know what? I, I, I'm always grateful when God takes it a new turn in a new way because then that means that it's fresh from him. So I, I can't. Um, go back and I tried that. <laughs> this is funny, and I'm just going to throw this out here, and then I'm going to go into prayer. But about three years ago, I was pressed for time, and I was like, okay, well, what if I just take out the old prayer calendar and just see, you know, kind of incorporate what was in, in that? And God was like, are you kidding me? And it was like he was, he was like adamant <laughs> that what we do the beginning of the year is fresh manna from him. So I, I couldn't even do it. It was like, okay, no problem. And then for this year, it's not even – and he would always lead me. When I would put together the calendar, it would take me a couple of days because it's really an intense process of just staying before him and hearing and whatever. But this year, it was like, no, daily. He, he just switched it up again, daily. I will give you daily. And I'm like, amen. And you know what? It's exciting to me because um, he's giving us our daily bread. He, he's giving us our daily bread as we seek him, as we have endeavored and made our hearts and minds to focus on him setting the tone and the pace for this new year. This is how we're going to walk in him for this year, daily. I will daily give you your strategies. I will daily give you what you need. I will daily give you your daily bread. Seek me daily, and you will find me. So. I'm excited about that. Amen. All right, so let's go into his throne room. We give you praise, oh God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. You are worthy of the praise, the glory, and the honor, oh God. Heavenly Father, we come boldly before your throne of grace and mercy today. We give thanks and praise to you, for you are worthy of all glory and honor. Father, we pray that today you will accept us as an offering unto you. Father, we desire to become worship unto you, not just with the uttering of our words, but through the living of our lives. You have been beyond our comprehension of faithful to us. You have placed your spirit within us to ensure we are never alone. You are with us through every valley experience to strengthen us and in every mountaintop experience to rejoice with us. Our desire today is to transcend the natural limitations of life on earth and become familiar with the limitless attributes of your kingdom. Father, you have instructed us to seek your kingdom hallelujah, and your righteousness. And when we seek you first, you have promised to supply all of our needs. So we rise up early to seek your face and your heart that we may have clear understanding in the way you would have us to go. Your kingdom holds no lot. There is no sickness there. There is understanding of the knowledge and wisdom found there. And as kingdom citizens, we have rights to all that your kingdom holds. We acknowledge, Father, that our ways are not your ways. We ask, therefore, that the Holy Spirit would pray through us that our desires would be aligned with yours. 
We ask that the same mind that was in Christ Jesus be also in us, that we may yield our thoughts to you. We take captive every thought that would exalt itself over your will and command our thoughts to be good, pure, righteous, and and of a good report. You have already declared that we are the temple of the Holy Ghost. If we yield our bodies to you as living sacrifice and that no unclean thing shall dwell in your temple, therefore, with certainty, we command every foul manner of disease to depart from your vessels. Cancer must bow to you and depart. Depression must bow to you and depart. Hypertension must bow to you and depart. Diabetes must bow to you and depart. Fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue, muscular dystrophy, and any other diseases that we may encounter must bow to you and depart from your temple. We decree wholeness in relationships, first and foremost, in our relationship with you, then with those around us, including our families, our coworkers, and co-laborers in the gospel. We arrest the spirits of dissension, deception, division, divorce, malice, misunderstanding, and confusion, and forbid them to operate in our lives. We ask, Lord, that you would increase our discernment so we can see these unclean spirits for who they are and not allow ourselves to entertain them. Instead, O oh God, we stand in the power of your might to defeat them. We speak life, not death, to our marriages. We vow to build up our spouses and not tear them down with our mouths. We declare over our seed as part of our household that they shall be saved. Hallelujah. We thank you for the ability to live peaceably with our neighbors. Now, Father, as we call out the names of our brothers and sisters in Christ, we know you know every need they have. We place them and their needs on your altar, and we come in agreement with your word concerning them. Thank you, Lord, hallelujah, for making the crooked road straight and making a way in the midst of no way on their behalf. Thank you for your counsel to them in all their decisions. Thank you for the healing of the mind, bodies, and soul. We decree this to be the year of great manifestation of your glory in their lives. We thank you that their election and call upon their lives will be made sure this year. We thank you, Lord, for Gracie Spade and her family, Sam Ocon, Apostle Michael Thomason family, Apostle Paul and Lady Keisha Greenleaf, the Russell family, Trayvon Muse, Pastor Linda Reed, Pam Waring and family, Debbie McKenzie and the McKenzie Warren household, John and Brenda Dubois, Apostle Denise Bundick Keller, Pastors Deontay and Seneca Atkinson, Joyce Roberson, Pastor Vincent Dent and family, Deborah Sweet and family, Kamaya Bivens, Marilyn Magnanese, Adrena Turner, Coy Sparks and family, Simone Sparks and family, Bianca Withers, Carlton James, Bishop Carl Alexander, Connie Davison family, Helen Akins, B. Dice and family, Grace Carter and family, Harris and Gail Haith, Dana Pitcher, Kamaya Bivens and, and family. Deborah Sweet, Pastor Nate Kumba, and all who have joined in this time of prayer and fasting. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, in advance for your grace, your mercy, your protection and favor over our lives for this year. In the name of your Son, Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus the Christ, we decree and declare that it is so. We thank you, O oh Lord God, that your spirit is transitioning time and space, O oh God, to speak to the spirit man, man of your children. We thank you, Father, that anyone that's under the sound of my voice, O oh God, is wrestling and dealing with, hallelujah, spirit of depression, that that spirit must go in the name of Jesus. Anyone that's wrestling with disease, Father, as we have prayed, that must go in the name of Jesus. We are believing you, Lord God, hallelujah, to be our present truth, to be our present help, to be the one, Lord God, the true and the only living God, hallelujah. We're believing 
believing, oh, Lord God, that this year is the year of your manifested glory in our lives. So we thank you, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, that even now, even now in this second day of this year, you are manifesting your presence in our life in such a way that there is no doubt, hallelujah, of your power in our lives. Spoke earlier, Lord, I'm praying for the penetration of your spirit, oh God, in the hearts and the minds and the spirits of your children so that you can saturate them, oh God, with your anointing and with your presence. Mm, I give you the praise, the glory, and the honor, Father. Thank you for this time of coming together in prayer and fasting. Thank you for this time of fellowship in the spirit realm, oh God. Now, I release your blessing upon your people. Bless them as they come and bless them as they go, oh God. Bless them in their storehouse and in the fruit of their bodies, oh Lord God. Bless them, Lord God, to be the head and not the tail, oh Lord God. Bless them to be above only and not beneath. Bless them, Lord God, in your presence. And we give you the praise and the glory and the honor for being all that we need and desire. Thank you, oh God. Thank you, Lord, that you are walking us through our transcending into becoming worship unto you. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you the honor. And it is in the precious name of Yeshua HaMashiach, your son, Jesus the Christ, that we decree and declare that this is so. Amen, and thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Well, I have enjoyed my time with you this morning. I pray that something has been said to encourage you on your journey, to encourage you to be all that God has called you to be, to encourage you to become worship. Let your very life speak louder than your words. So that when you lift your hands in adoration, your heart is lifted as well in a first offering unto God. God bless you. I will meet with you again tomorrow morning, same time, 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern, 11 o'clock Central. God bless you. Amen. For so long I was silent For so long I did not have a song to pray Press and filled my day And clouds blocked my way But there was a voice Speaking to me, awaking the passion so quiet in me, in me. So still in me. Give up, no. I choose to worship right now. My mind is made up. Mm. Is that your voice calling me into that secret place with thee? My heart is long for with thee. I choose to Do I have anybody in here tonight that chooses to worship? I know sometimes it gets bad. I just can't lay here and give up. I choose to worship. Oh, yes, I do. Thank you.
just say it with me, come on. I choose to worship you, Lord. I choose to worship right here in the midst of everything that I'm going through, God. Tears running down my face. Don't know where to go, don't know have nobody to talk to, but I made up my mind I'm going to worship you in spirit and in truth. I bless your name. I glorify you right now. I'm desperate for your presence, God. I'm coming after you. I'm a living witness, he'll heal you. Yes, he will. He's healing me. I'm gonna worship. Come on, I need everybody in here to help me do it right now. Come on. He's healing me. He's healing me. I'm gonna worship. Come on, I need you to lift yourself up out of that mess that you're in right now. Come on. Some of you have been down so long. Come on, make up your mind right now. I'm gonna I can't lay here and die. I gotta seek after him. I hear his voice calling me right now. He's healing me. I'm coming to you broken tonight. I'm coming to you wounded tonight. I'm coming to you right now. I need your presence in my life. I'm going to worship. Yes, I am. He's healing me. I'm going to worship. Oh, he's healing me. I'm gonna worship you. I'm gonna worship. Come on, I need some worshipers in here tonight. Come on. Come on, it's got a made up mind. Come on, to bless the Lord at all times. In the midst of every test, every trial, I've made up my mind that I will bless the Lord at all times. I'm gonna worship. With thee, I 